Welcome to the Switch On Podcast. My name is Adora Lumina Mbelu, Bright Light Purpose Driver and your number one purpose and productivity coach. Each week you will learn how to own your mind and body and make it work for you on your life's journey. I want to show you that while you may not always have control over external forces, you can create your own pathway to fulfilling your God-given mission. And it all starts with your mind. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Switch On Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adora Lumina Mbelu. Um, on one of the last episodes, I had Tolu with me and we talked about uh, self-doubt, right? If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to the episode on self-doubt. It was power-packed. It was amazing to just kind of dissect that subject matter. Yeah. And one of the things that kept coming up um, while we were talking about self-doubt was just this whole thing of status quo, right? Of, of being able to challenge the status quo so that you can actually overcome that doubt that you have of yourself. So today I have Tolu back with me in the studio. Tolu, welcome. Woo, woo. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, um, I mentioned before, Tolu is the founder at Life Giver Consults um, and that's L-I-F- E-G-I-V-A Okay, so you should go check them out on social media as well And you can see all the amazing work that he's doing So Tolu's back with me today And Tolu, we're, today we're going to be talking about status, status quo. quo Welcome It's good to be here Good to have you in okay. the studio <laughs> <laughs> Awesome So so, so let's let's kind of dive right into it Okay, <laughs> okay we're, we're not going to do too much small talk Because yeah. <laughs> we, we have like a lot of episodes to go <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be keeping you for a while Um Let's talk about status quo, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, simply put, like, uh, according to the dictionary, status quo is basically just the current state of affairs. Yeah. Right? Like, so what is existing presently? Yeah. And just thinking about the basic definition, right? It makes me feel like, as a human being, how the heck are we supposed to keep the status quo if it is about the present, about the present state of affairs? Yeah. And, like, things are continuously changing. By yeah. tomorrow... The status quo would have changed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because we are evolving as human beings and we're moving forward. Yeah. So we're not staying in one particular place. Yeah. So how is it that we've come to this point where it's like everything, must you know, go must go according to, to a particular way yeah. that people have determined, that, that prehistoric people you know, have yeah. determined it because yeah. I mean, when we, when I say prehistoric, I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but it's just like people who didn't necessarily have a lot of the things that we have now mm -hmm. in the era that we're in yeah. made rules and decisions and laws yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, we've kind of stuck to that as humans, which yeah. is kind of crazy, but like it's self-defeating itself. Mm -hmm. Like the main, we all agree that, you know, everything is dynamic everything mm -hmm. is changing but then we all say this is how things must be done like it's self-contradictory mm -hmm. in itself mm -hmm. the fact that you know the standard or the status quo yesterday you know they're it must be by this right. by today even the situations surrounding that thing itself has right. changed you know the tools the knowledge the growth the, there's just so much yeah. so saying things must be in a particular way in itself itself is self-contradictory like it, it's self it in, in it, itself already it absolutely is so on this um episode yeah. we're gonna kind of dissect 
I guess the different strata of society, right? Yeah. And we're going to look at like status quo in terms of social. We'll look at religion. We'll look at relationships. We'll yeah. look at finances and all of that stuff, right? And we, yeah. we'll share from our personal experiences as well. Yeah. But while you were speaking, while you were saying this whole thing about self-defeat, yeah. it reminded me of um, an episode of a show that I watched recently. There's this uh, show called Inside the Toughest, the World's Toughest Prisons. Okay. And it's uh, it's an amazing documentary. It's on Netflix. Uh, I just plugged Netflix. I hope Netflix is going to pay us for this plug. <laughs> but, so you have to make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. shouted but, them out. But yeah. <laughs> but no, for real. Um, there's this documentary that's on there, and you know, so he was he was he was in the uh, prisons, just kind of like you know having conversations with the different prisoners, the wardens, um, the people who manage the prison as well. Yeah. You know, just to kind of understand how the prison system works, yeah. right? And um, there was one of the prisons that he went to in Germany, right? And they were talking about how they are very focused on trying to get the prisoners, right, to a point where they are able to kind of get out of the prison system. Okay. So their, their job within that prison is not to keep the prisoners yeah. in prison. Yeah. Their job is to every single day try to make the prisoners a better, like be, be better versions of themselves so, so that they can actually come out and integrate into society, society yeah. right? And and it was quite quite interesting because on the other hand, there were some of the other prisons he went to where it's like they're overcrowded. These and prisons are extremely overcrowded, right? Deteriorated, right? Disgusting. Yeah. And the aim is to keep, keep the prisoners them. in prison. Yeah. Right. So you, so that's why you have the overcrowding. Yeah. And it's like, yes, there's these laws. I mean, I know that, you know, talking about prisoners is a bit sensitive yeah. because I mean, a lot of the crimes are heinous, like yeah. they're disgusting crimes. Yeah. Right. And I, I get the understand the, the, the idea of punishment. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's some people who have done lesser crimes, you know, that are in the same spaces as people who have done yeah. horrid things. The truth is, there were laws that were created back in the days when we didn't necessarily have like psychologists. Yeah. We didn't necessarily have some resources, some tools to yeah. help people, you know, get over where it is that they are. Before we could even like diagnose what's, you know, why why they did what yes, they did. You know, yes. they, they, yeah. So 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 the back then you just throw them in jail. Mm -hmm. But now it's like we have certain things. We're just being lazy. I think that as nations, we're just lazy. The easier route is just pack everybody, throw them in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. My head it doesn't want to, you know, just throw them. Yeah. We don't want to go through the process of rehabilitation. Yeah. Of saying that, you know what, we're going to challenge the status quo a bit. I mean, the, the German, the person I was speaking on behalf of the German prison was saying that they've been catching, that people have been, have been abusive, abusive to them mm -hmm. because they can't understand why they're using taxpayers' money to rehabilitate people. You know, so people were like, excuse me, what do you mean you're trying to rehabilitate prisoners? We don't care about them. Let them go and rot. Yeah, because that's how they've been programmed to that's think. How, that's my point, is they've been programmed to think that way. You know, but you have some of these guys who come out and they become amazing people, people. in society. Yeah. They become the guys who invent great stuff. They yeah. become better fa fathers, yeah. better better mothers, yeah. you know, better friends. Yeah. And, and they've learned the lesson. They've yeah. been there. They've yeah. served their time. Mm -hmm. But when you release them, and you haven't done the work, then society is doomed. Exactly. Because then you now wonder why someone comes out of prison and, and like this is worse, worse off. Yeah. They're worse off. They're yeah. now, not only are they worse off, but now they're now able to now penetrate into society and recruit younger people 
to do even worse things and then society is continuously breaking down because of decisions that we have made yeah <laughs> yeah, I think you're able to even like say this because you're actually asking the question. You're challenging yes. the status quo. Yeah. If people can think the same way and ask these questions, then yeah. you'll see how flawed that status quo in court yes. is. So let's start off with just uh, talking about like the social status quo okay. for a stash, right? Like what has been your experience? And and you can take it from any angle. You can take it from friendships. You can take it from, you know, um, hanging out with people, whatever it is. Like what has been your experience with like the social status quo that, kind of exist you can talk about what the status quo is like if from your perspective like what is the particular thing that you know exists and like how you've challenged it personally okay um so let me try and pick one um i can start if you want okay cool i'll start <laughs> okay so i think um w- you know one of the status quo uh things that i know that you know people people often talk about is if you are friends like with someone you naturally should be friends with their friends, right? Like, so, yeah, so, so, so this kind of... Right moves. Yeah, but this is how, how it kind of works. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm friends with Tolu. So Tolu's friends need to be my, my friends. Friend. And if I choose that Tolu's friends are not my friends, then I'm seen as like snobbish or like, oh, you know, why don't you like my friends? And the thing is like, I've always found, I found in some situations, not in all situations, yeah. I've had situations where like I'm friends with someone and I'm friends with their friends, but yeah. I've also had situations where it's like, I may have a part, I might, I might have a mutual connection with someone yeah, and maybe one of their friends or two of their friends, but not all their friends. So yeah. like you might have, um, you know, a friend that has other <laughs> friends yeah. who's either like the value, values are not aligned with yours or it may not, it might not even be a values thing. It might just be a personality thing. Yeah. It's like, we just kind of don't connect yeah. or we don't even really have stuff to talk about. So we don't really absolutely need to be friends. friends. So yeah. I found, I find that sometimes when you group, you know, people together and you say, we are all friends. So because I'm friends with Toluna, I have to be friends with all his friends. You find a lot of conflict. Exactly. So everybody's like fighting themselves. This person is backbiting and then all these things happen. And I see this happen a lot, Right. Um, people are fighting themselves within a friendship because they're trying so hard to keep the friendship circle together. And it's not a friendship circle. It is a friendship line. <laughs> it's a line between yeah. you and two people, yeah. not you and five people. Yeah, which would defeat the whole concept of friendship if you yeah. have to come out of obligation that yes. I don't know how to be your friend because... Like I'm supposed to be your friend because, I, because we share something, yeah. because there's a connection, not because... Ah, I have to, yeah, because it's an obligation. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like that's that's definitely something because I I've had to, you know, I used to be in a position where I was, you know, following status quo, where yeah. like, you know, once I'm friends with someone, that I feel the need to be friends with their friends, and then I realized that it was just getting me in more trouble than yeah. than actually making me happy because then I'm now carrying friends that I didn't ask for. Mm. <laughs> I'm carrying them as a result of oh. being friends with one person, yeah, and it becomes challenging. So now I've learned to compartmentalize and kind of just like you know separate my relationships, yeah, and navigate them that way. Yeah. So you so another, you. yeah. So I think <laughs> another one that pops in my mind now is that concept that um social currency validates success. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I don't know whether I, I know you helped me put it better. Right. But like like 
does the fact that this person has 500,000 followers on yes. Instagram does not mean that what they're saying is true. It's valid. Oh, it's valid. Yes. Yeah, that they have that what seems like a result to back yeah. it up. So people just tend to, okay, who do I who do I take as my model now? Who has the highest number of followers? Yes. Uh, like there can be somebody with just 1,500 followers and yeah. the person actually you know, has more value to give. You know, this person is wiser, has more to, yes, I know that, right. I know that there's, there's a side of it of, if you're actually giving value, they need to attract, you know, but they should not, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be the other way around. Mm. I shouldn't be, you know, the number to validate the results. It should just be, I yes, I, I, I mean, I, I love what you're saying. Yeah, it's 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 factual, and it's a thin line because I I found myself. I'm gonna confess, like I found myself in a position once where someone was telling me about somebody that I should interview for my podcast. Okay, and I remember looking at the person's numbers and being like, it's gonna be a hard sell. You know, so it's not that this person isn't valid or doesn't have yeah. a you know valid story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. But I just knew that at the time it would take me more effort to have to like t sell their story first. Okay. Because yeah. before you know what I mean, yeah. like before I can bring them on the show, before before we even talk about the show, I yeah. first have to sell who this person is yes. because that's just the environment that we're, we're in. in. That's the truth. Yes. Right. And and I remember being in that position where I was like, oh man, like great story, but dude has I, I, like 200 followers <laughs> you know yeah I'm like that and i'm spending money on equipment i'm yeah. spending money on creating like all this production yeah. and i'm thinking to myself i'm gonna spend all this money right mm. and it's just i'm not gonna get that much value um, value back, back in terms of like numbers. numbers i'll get value you know in terms of impact Story, yeah. and what people get but yeah. it's like i you know i was like so it was a challenge but I was able to overcome that. Obviously, like I had at the time, I had, you know, two, three people that had below a thousand followers. Yeah. I still have below a thousand followers that were on my show. If I had one person that is not even on social media, period. <laughs> Patrick Koshoni, who owns Meliki. Patrick yeah. is not on social media. At I remember all. I remember looking him up. I was just like, I can't, I can't find <laughs> he's not on social media. So yeah. I think I had to make that decision. Yeah. It's it's a hard decision. I, I mm. say it's a thing like, because I understand why people make have to make the opposite decision. Because mm. like I said, there's it's a numbers game. Yeah. You're like, I'm investing. Yeah. If I'm investing in this person that nobody really knows about, even though they have an amazing story and they've done great things that you know their work. Yeah. You've seen their work, but you don't know them. Yeah. If I'm investing in that, like I want to get returns. But I think like it just takes a few of us, a few people who are open to challenging that status quo, like to be able to to do great stuff and to change the narrative yeah. that exists. So, so to so to get to that tipping point where you like pew, prioritize the yes. impacts. Oh, and because not, if we don't yeah. do it, if those of us who are in positions of influence don't do it, it's never going to be done. We'll keep complaining about, oh, you know, this person is so great, but nobody talks about them. That person is, we'll keep saying these things and complaining, but you're in a position of influence and yeah, you're not, the gap, yes, and you're not doing yeah. it. So it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel you on that one. Yeah. The social currency. Should we talk about um, the relationship currency? <laughs> Well, not, would, not would relationship currency, would, but relationship status quo. So, sorry, yeah. you know that kind of exists on your end. You'll start off. <laughs> you have to be married at a particular age. <laughs> points, points. Yes, yeah. yes. I think different people want different things in life. Yes. You know, like a, a life journey is personal. Yeah. 
you know and we have to be able to like acknowledge that if somebody's saying see marriage is not you know what i need until yeah. i'm like 45 yeah. until i'm 50 it's it's fine like yeah. it should be okay by them you know you shouldn't have we don't have to rate them mm. because by that particular thing you know yeah. you say you know what i want to just focus on this thing you know i think this might be a distraction for what i really want to build and yeah do. that should be fine like that we shouldn't now say oh because you know in life is go to school do masters then get married and have kids then yeah, yeah and I, I think should, i think that's and that's it should be fine like, yeah so we shouldn't put pressure on people, on people yeah to get married at a particular like age. age like which even sometimes some people are sincerely some people want to be married but yeah. they, they sincerely have struggles around it and you know defining them by that or putting that pressure kind of just you know eliminates or i don't know it makes it bad because mm. we we are we, we put aside you know mm. the struggle we ignore the fact that this person actually wants mm. this thing but the person it's just the case of you know people get married and like oh ah come on by your nine months i should come and do, do right the like ceremony. yes and so, it's so a lot couples of pressure struggling, struggling to have kids, kids. Yeah. so like who, who writes the rule you know yeah. who defines that we should let people be Come let on. people be i mean and and that when you start to put pressure like that then you have even more failing marriages e because you now e have people exactly. who are getting married because i have to get married not, not because i'm ready or prepared to get married you e know and so, yeah, so there's, a lot, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that i mean that's a good point but you know the thing also is society right like society and sometimes cultural society because i know like um even just recently this yeah. happened to me when i was trying to rent a property you know and the land <laughs> And the yeah. landlord asked me, like, oh, you know, are you married? Like, it was a priority, you know, and yeah. I had to get over that hurdle. Like, mm. I literally had to have a whole conversation with mm. the landlord to assure the landlord that I was responsible, yeah. you know, because I'm not married, you know, yeah. like, so it's, 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 it's hard, but it's it like, is. that's the society. Like, that's kind of how it works. So, yeah. so, but being able to say, look, let me paint a different picture for this person. So this person has a narrative. Yeah. Let me try to show them that. You know, this narrative they have, this perspective that they have is not the only way. Yeah. And I think that that takes, that takes a lot of guts. Like yeah. for me, even when I was speaking to the landlord, I, I literally had to be like, I'm going to educate this person. Like yeah. I'm not going to, to just leave it or lie. I'm going to actually educate it's, it's, this person on yeah. this subject, you know, yeah. and to kind of say, look, like, doesn't make me <laughs> any, any less responsible than them. somebody who yeah. is married, yeah. you know? Like so that's, that's how to measure it. Yes. Or, yeah, there are lots, there are so many other metrics to to look at. Exactly. So I think, you know, yes, I, I'm I'm completely with you, you know, when it comes to the age thing. I think when I'm thinking about relationships, hmm, <laughs> what would be like another status quo, like maybe that I've experienced? I think for me, in terms of relationships, um, one of the status quo that, you know, ha I've experienced on my journey is this idea that, relationships need to be executed a certain way and that gen that there are specific gender roles within the relationship yeah. right so like that there's a way so not only do you now battle with the age you, have, but to, you have to be a certain way so the guy is supposed to be like the guy is the guy with the muscles and the arms and he can take all the heat yeah. so you as the female you're allowed to cry and you're allowed to go through emotions but he's not allowed to go through emotions because he's yeah. the guy whose <laughs> chest you need to lay on mm -hmm. when you're sleeping in the yeah. night yeah you know like there's that whole narrative of yeah. the guy as the stronger part of the relationship um there's the narrative there i mean within that same status quo is the narrative 
of oh you know like his responsibility is to be the funder he's yeah the guy who, he's the guy who has to sort out the dates like don't let any guy pay for it don't don't um, pay for any date with a guy yeah. if you pay for a date with a guy you're a mumu you're crazy you know what i mean like yeah. for those who don't know mumu, if, you, <laughs> if, if you're listening to this it's it basically like, means like you're you're stupid yeah you know if you let a guy if you if you pay for your own meal when there's yeah. a guy there um so there's all of that right yeah. there's also on this on the flip side that oh you know the woman should be a certain way so she's the one who needs to be like very like there's the, that idea of like femininity like yeah. what a female show Should when she's going on a date she needs to look, look this way she way. needs to be this way when we go out right so she's let me open the door for her and she needs to, and those things are beautiful in movies <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure they exist i won't say yeah. they don't exist because yeah. i've experienced some of the really romantic stuff that you see in disney movies yeah. great it happens but it is not the it shouldn't be like you know the 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 how do I put it? like the default defining yeah it measure be the it of what be, your relationship should, should look, be you know abso- absolutely because you get to a point where it's like you, once that dynamics changes then you think that the relationship is failing but it's True. not the relationship is not failing True. the dynamics has changed because it's hard to be sustainable doing that stuff yeah. you know yeah. like because people are different so I think you know getting to a point where it's like you are in a relationship with someone and both of you define what your relationship is not yeah. what other people think it should be it should be between the two of you it's both of you like yeah. so when when you're out with your girl yeah. and your girl picks up the check maybe you're on a double date your girl picks up the check like your friend whispers and says what she paid you're like yo bro stay out of it yeah like it's like between, between me and my girl like you know yeah. what i mean like but yeah. that need to validate to say uh no 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 actually you know is it, is my card you know whatever like i don't know like will you yeah. feel a need to explain yourself to your bros yeah. <laughs> you know and for a female the same thing like to be out with your friends and hearing your friends talk about what their their boyfriend gifted them and stuff and for yeah. you to be able to say well i don't really like that stuff like when you're when you hear your female friend saying oh my my boyfriend sends me flowers every day and you're not a flower person. So your your boyfriend doesn't really send you flowers because he knows you're not a flower person, but yeah. he does other things for you. Now you now, now start, you feel you now, now start, you feel like he doesn't send me flowers. So, you, know, you know, I think he's a bad boyfriend yes. just because of that singular thing. I remember the story I heard of so you know um anytime you know she helps the wife wash, you know, if he's washing, I can just you know wash or maybe she has washed and I can just spread, you know, yes. the cloth outside. So say one day he was spreading the cloth outside and the neighbor now said, ah ah. Yeah, the one spreading the clothes. The clothes. Yeah. So he said, like he has never thought about anything like that. Right. So now said the next time um she watched and said, Oh, can you help me spread it? Something he, he has done to. for like a year or something. Now start saying, why will you ask me to right. help you spread? It planted a seed. Exactly. You know, which is what what I said is so valid. Yeah. Make it about the two of you. Yeah. Like define it. Let it be just the two of you. Even if I've seen cases where I think I had it was TJ's I had the city said. It's okay for the lady to be the one, you know, doing the nine to five, you know, bringing the money. Let's say she's better trained, she's better positioned to like make yeah. more money. It's okay for the guy to be at home, you know, raising the kids, yeah, you know, if that's, especially the if garden. it works for them. Exactly. Yes. Like if you let's just be the two of you, yeah. you know, your friends might say, Oh my god, what kind of a man is that? Yeah. You can like mm-hmm. just say, say this is fine, this is working for us, and that is fine. You and know? sometimes it's about times and seasons. Other people don't see like I I have I mean, I have friends, I have a particular friend. I mean her relationship has been has been very very interesting to kind of watch the dynamics because they've had moments where her husband has had to take time off work like he's had to take 
months of work yeah. you know just to take care of the kids because at that point her career is booming yeah and they need that income for the household yeah. so they understand that and then sometimes he has to she has to now he takes front seats yeah she has to take back seats yeah so she's like oh you know for the next three months like i'm not really doing anything i'm not gonna be traveling i'm not yeah. doing anything major no no major speaking engagements or anything because he wants to do what he wants to do. And yeah. we've aligned as a family, you yeah. know, that it's fine. Yeah. So now he's doing that. And that continues trying Is to make your family like work. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. the dynamics of your family, yeah. how things work for mm. you, not how things are Should supposed be. to be. That's, you know? that's so accurate. <laughs> it's so, so accurate. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how people throw away what's working for what is supposed, supposed to, to be. be. You're right. And if you go to the root of a lot of dissatisfaction, it's usually like, what it's supposed, supposed to be because <laughs> if you ask the question yeah. you, your friend your yes if you ask the question yeah. yeah if you ask the question of like oh you know why why do you feel that way like yeah but you know that's how it's supposed to be Since, ooh, Since, ooh. <laughs> like, like why are you killing yeah. yourself over Nobody that is. thought yeah. you know let's talk about um religion let's talk about like religious status quo you yeah. know that that exists um you know with people do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so many of these, but yes. let me just say one as regarding, um, mm -hmm. I think I, I might just be stealing another one of you. <laughs> no, go ahead. About That's the here. church, the kind of church to attend. Okay, yeah. So I remember there was a That's time when I was in a new city and I was looking for a church to attend and someone said, oh, come to my church. Is it happening, please? Right. I'm just like, oh, now when has this become the metrics by yeah. which have you to decide how to worship. How to, how to worship. Yeah. It should be about the content. It should be about the art. It yeah. should be about the fact that can I actually like does that place afford me the the worship experience yeah, that you want? Yeah, right? not, or that you need. Yeah, yeah. not the you no, know, not the structure or the oh they have AC, it's wrong. Yeah. So they like it should it should be less about that. You know, there's something someone to say that. It, we don't we're not sentimental about the school we attend you know yeah. sometimes you travel travel to yeah. because you want but then why are we now sentimental about where, where we worship yeah. yeah that's a good point and even even to that point even is even the sentimental uh, value that we attach to the pastor as well you yeah. know it's like there's an allegiance it's it's a silent allegiance that people you know it's like if because this is my pastor i'm not going to post any messages from any other pastor like I can't even appreciate somebody else's pastor because, excuse me. I can't even pay attention or listen. Or listen to, yes, you know, and, and I find that interesting. Like, I think that, you know, if I had the chance, like I used to, I mean, I had this conversation with Mr. Fisher one day. I was like, yeah. if I could go to, if I could catch like a morning service at Daystar, like finish off listening to Pastor Sam, yeah. and then I could literally run and jump into into the car and catch another service with Pastor Podri yeah. on that same day. Yeah. Like that would be my ideal, right? Yeah. Is I would literally go church to church to to learn to get that message. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not about and there's so many different pastors who I'm inspired by. And sometimes those pastors are also for seasons. Yeah. Like I find that I might be listening to this particular person over and over again. And then at a certain point in time, like for that season I'm in, like I've moved into another season and this pastor's message, it does, it's not that his message, the value of his message has reduced, yeah. but it's not really for me at that time. Yeah. So I found so like, now you're not trying to now hold on because exactly. of what people say. It's okay to say, this is not, this is not what I need right now. Right now. Yes. This, is not, this is not what's feeding me at this season. Exactly. That, that should be fine. I shouldn't exactly. hold on and now be, uh, and be at the losing end just yes. because I want to, 
fulfill a particular yes I, I, I want to, it, i want to be that person yeah. that's always the people look at you and say oh they are this person's and, person yeah even now that you said it, i remember my pastor saying something mm-hmm. say recently about he's very young yeah. so you now said some people say how did, how will you attend the church of a pastor that is so, so young, young. <laughs> yeah you have people that have been in mission for 30 years yeah. 40 years so should, should it be about how old should it be about the age yeah. like listen to the person like, are you being blessed by what the person Absolutely. is saying? Yeah. Is the person teaching what is right? Then that should be fine. Exactly. And I even feel like yeah. with that as well, like it's more relatable to me as a young person. Yeah. Right. So that's why a lot of times you also see that, you know, a lot of the younger pastors will have a younger audience. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, this person can relate to my challenges, what the challenges I'm going through now, now. in this state of affairs, yeah. not in the former state of affairs, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, because, and it's not to say that they're not older people that can relate really? to younger people. I think there are lots of pastors like that, yeah. but I think, you know, just determining, like you said, where you feel the most led spiritually, yeah. but also like, you know, being open to listening to other people's messages, yeah. you know, and saying, I'm not going to close myself to a particular pastor. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes if you can also take yourself out of the idea of the messenger to the message. and focus on the message, you'll Absolutely. find some people who you don't necessarily like, you know, quote yeah. unquote, like you're like, I don't yeah. really like this guy, but yeah. this particular message. Yeah. Like, and you don't even need to <laughs> listen to all, all his messages, of the yeah. message, but this yeah. just particular one, yeah. it's this particular yeah. one is it struck you, yes, it was important for what, yeah. yeah. I, so think I, that, I think that opponent is, is, is important, yeah, important. I completely feel you on that one. I think that, um, <laughs> another thing when it comes to religion that I think, uh, status quo, hmm, I feel like we've just kind of jumped into two amazing ones that we talked about already, but I would say this idea of you know, feeling like feeling uncomfortable when we don't do certain things that we believe are right. So let me give an example okay. just so that I can explain it properly. So this idea of like, if I don't say thank God, right? It means I don't really, I'm not showing gratitude to God. So like if, if something happens for me successfully, like if I we do this podcast and it's successful and I want to talk about it, I feel like I need to say Thank you, God. Thank. I want to thank God first of all for the <laughs> successful podcast. <laughs> and the interesting know? part of it is, is now looking even more like that. Saying thank you, God, is now looking more like a like you're just trying to satisfy exactly. or like you no. Know, everybody wants to give exactly. you know um, an acceptance speech for it, what that's and what it is. So it's like oh, I have to say if I don't say thank God, does that mean like it looks like it looks like I'm trying to say I did it on my own? And the truth is, that and the truth is the thank you God is is not necessarily in. The, you can say it with yeah. your mouth and your nose your heart is not God. there yes. right. so it's not about the altering it it's actually about the leaving yeah. it out yeah yeah it's not about the words it's about and, and it's about the heart and that's yeah. something that you know i've learned over time is like yeah. there are times where you know you want to you want to say stuff you want to you know express yourself and like that expression will come from your heart yeah. right like directly to god like yeah. you're like oh you know and you utter it because obviously the, the words of our mouth are very powerful yeah. so yes you want to say those things when you can but i think for me um the part i'm really trying to talk about is the is the public display of affection the pda that is not yes. real you know it's like and and that again comes from a place where you want validation yeah because yeah. then you you feel like if you don't add that people, what are, what are people, people going to say? say? People are going to say, ah, this person is always talking about God, but now they made it. They're talking about God. Same. It's like, 
that is not, you know, like if Absolutely. I go up and, and I do a speech and I don't say thank you, God, yeah. trust me, it has nothing to do with me not thanking God. <laughs> it has Absolutely. everything to do with me not wanting to just come here and say it. <laughs> just, just to, to please check, you. Try to check a box. Just yes, tick, to check a box, a box just yeah. to please you who's in the audience. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's a valid one. It is. Um, it let's is. talk about uh, the is status quo as far as finance and business. business. Yes. Everybody wants Go to ahead. see you. Father, see you. <laughs> Like the, the thought right. that if you've not founded something, you've not, you've not, yes. you're not successful. Successful. Yeah. Like it's okay to partner to collaborate. Yes. It's okay to do a nine to five for God's sake. <laughs> no, like you're like deep. Uh, this no, one no, is like, me. Yeah, I know. What you people mean. need people need to learn that thing. Success is not to you. You are founder CEO. Yeah. Some people are created like. Your job, your gifting is support. Yes. Yes. And you have to, if your gift is support and you're trying to pioneer something, you're going to crash. You're going right. to, you're going to fail at it. You know, I was even thinking about yesterday that some ideas you have that you know within yourself that you're not the best person to bet it. To execute it. You're right. Yes. Yeah. And if you're true, if you if you want to be true to the idea, it's better for you to like give it to the person that you know is yeah. better able to and just say, maybe my role is just to think it just to deliver it to you yeah. you're better suited to do this thing and yeah. it's fine you know i think the race of i have to ha i want to be nominated for this under this or this like <laughs> i know what you mean i mean i like yeah. like i mean that's fact and if you look at some of the most successful guys in the world now you know the guys forget the yeah you have the major people you have the jeff bezos you have yeah. the um, Walt Disney's and you know you have the Mark Zuckerberg's and those guys but beside every single one of these guys are billionaires yeah right they're people who have been who who have worked with them right yeah. for long periods of time who have you know vision and seen the dreams that these guys have uh -huh. done help them birth it yeah. and own so much stock in these companies that you may never really hear their names but they're successful they yeah. are fulfilled they're yeah. happier they're yeah. happier than the founder because, because they don't have to deal with the strain of the father. Exactly. So they're sitting down there, exactly. enjoying themselves, chilling on a beach yeah. somewhere, doing everything they yeah. want to do, and they don't have to deal with the pressure that, that comes, comes with being a CEO and a founder. And, and I think that that, that is yeah. a valid point because one of the reasons why a lot of collaborations don't work when people come together, when young people come together and say, let's collaborate on stuff, is like everybody's trying to find, everybody's trying to be the leader. Yeah. Everyone wants to be the founder. But I even find that sometimes you even find situations where it's like, not only do I have to be leader, but if you have a product that is already working and you have tested it, it's tried, it's tested, you've even established and created brand loyalty with yeah. it. When we come together to collaborate, I'm thinking to myself, and this is not, I'm not talking about myself. I'm just using an illustration. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to use his name. We must start from scratch. It must be the beginning. Like we must do this thing with, from scratch because his name is already attached to that thing. But it's like, this guy has built brand loyalty in this thing. Yeah, Just yeah. what I mean, like, are you crazy? Like, th that is great value. Yeah. Like, the whole point is this guy has now created value that we can actually now springboard on. Mm -hmm. Like, we can leverage this value that this person is creating. At, at, yeah, but we just have this thing where it's like, no, it, it's like, I have to yeah. feel like we came up with the name together. I have to feel like we are starting from scratch. And I don't think you have to start from scratch. Uh, we like <laughs> you know? like people. I, I think you actually have you said you said. I think yeah. you've previously 
you've done you know, things about leveraging and, yeah. and partnership that people should actually you know yes. l- look at it's just imagine me trying to like collaborate with you on let's say and let me use let's say an IG live for instance yeah. so we want to talk about we want to hold a conference discussion on that topic and I imagine me saying we must use my um, own account yes. to stream it like that would be so foolish of me for God's sake you have like times 10 of, you mean, of yeah. like it's okay to say okay five of us want to do this thing yeah. oh cool this person might have the least amount of followers, but this person is is can best present, yes. they can talk the most. So let this person be the one to lead yes. the conversation. Okay, who has the highest number of, okay, let this person, let's use this person's platform. Or who, like, let's leverage on our strength and not necessarily on what's, yeah, but I think the key to that is focusing on solution versus ego. Yeah. You know, yes, and you kind of said that in the la- when we talked about the self tell that thing where you were yeah. talking about if you're focused on the message and not so much like the oh, it's about me, the self. If you yeah. take the self out of the equation. And the thing is, you realize that by doing that, you will actually gain honor for self. So that same thing that you're trying, even the ego that you're trying to, you know, pat, you'll get it eventually. Yeah. Because now this thing is going to be successful. Yeah. You know? Now you talked about this status quo and that kind of led me, leads me into another status quo, which is as a CEO, right? So as a founder. Yeah. Also know when you don't need to be the founder anymore. Like you not not founder, but you don't need to be the CEO anymore. anymore. Absolutely. Because that's the other thing. It's like there are people who, yes, are made to be CEOs, but you might get to a point where it's like you want to either go off and do something else yeah. or your leadership is just not working for the situation. Yeah. So things are changing drastically within a company, within, within an organization, and you're not the person that is best suited to for that, that particular Period. Absolutely. You have to know when to back to take the back seats and yeah. be you can't you don't have to be like, oh it you doesn't know, mean you're failed. Yes. Yeah. You haven't failed. You know, and even knowing and in that same light, even knowing when you're done with a particular mission. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to be in the company forever. Exactly. <laughs> you Abs- know, like knowing that man, this thing is great. It was great while it worked. It's, yeah. But you know, I don't think like that's where I want to go now. And yeah. and 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 me telling people that and whatever they think about it is their problem because they don't know the full story and they yeah, exactly. don't know the dynamics of exactly. why the changes are occurring. Exactly, which still won't be hard if you like prioritize the the results, the message. Because if this person is, if Mister A is better as a CEO, mm-hmm. the company will be successful. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I I still have I have better to gain exactly. than me yeah. trying to by force be the CEO and run the company down, down in the process of doing yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of people just kind of need to learn and the yeah. earlier you learn it, the better, better it will be, you yeah. know, it's just not always prioritizing you, yeah. you know? So yes, you is important. And of course I always teach the importance of self care yeah. and taking care of you and putting yourself first in many situations. But when you take that out of contact, what become what happens is that you just become so selfish and greedy that you yeah. never actually birth anything amazing. <laughs> Talking of that, another status quo is um, that thought that everything you do must be for monetary value. Yes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like it's okay to say, you know, this this particular thing is not. I'm not doing this for, for the money. money. Yes. Yeah. I I want to just I want to just do it to just 
just do it just to do express, it just to, yeah. yeah to self express or just to give you know just to mm-hmm. dash out you know it's, it's okay you know mm-hmm. everybody i think so, we have so many conversations on the internet now everything's about monetizing monetizing, monetizing. like people want to monetize we're not supposed to monetize we want to monetize <laughs> breathing in and out like <laughs> like right. everything is not about yeah, money. money yeah yeah there are many there are many other other currencies you know that you can get out of it mm-hmm. like it's it's like in fact, I feel like it becomes borderline suffering when you end up not doing something that you really want to do because you are not monetizing it. So if, for instance, like I love to teach, I love to share. Yeah. And someone says to me, oh, Adora, you know, you're not making a lot of money off of this particular thing. You need to focus on this other, other thing. And I say to myself, you know what? I'm going to just do what they said because after all, I need to monetize this thing. And I start doing what they said. Yeah. There's a part of me, there's that expression, right? That starts to die and it makes me unhappy. So the opportunity cost is too high Yeah. because now I'm unhappy. I'm unfulfilled. So I'm losing the real currency that actually births my peace and my joy, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm making money. So it's like to the outside, outside world, you're doing well. Yeah. So you're maintaining status quo but internally Internally. you're unhappy you're you know unfulfilled and all of that stuff and i mean i always believe that if you i'm of that school of thoughts that if you take what it is that you enjoy doing and what it what it is that you are meant to be doing because there are two different things there's the passion which is what you enjoy doing there's what you're actually meant to be doing um sometimes they interlap so yes they overlap so you're like oh okay well i enjoy what i'm meant to be doing but if you take that and you you do it, you show up every day and you do it as much and as well as possible. I really on it. I'm of the school of thoughts that says that money will come. Yeah, it's frustrating. People hate hearing it because like, <laughs> what do you mean money will come? Money will just come like that. Yeah. But I honestly believe that. I believe that if you keep doing it, you know, you attract the money. The money comes inevitably because even if the money is hooking anyway. <laughs> And it's like, I don't want to go to this person. I don't want to go to this person. Yeah. At some point, when you say, ah, let me pity this person yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it will show up, you yeah. know, in some way, shape or form. But I think like, you know, we attach too much. We give money so much power. And at the end of the day, like money is, is paper. If you had, you can have like COVID has shown us, obviously, like how powerless money is Actually, in many regards. You yeah. know, you can be sitting out here now with, you know, thousands of words of, <laughs> of notes of dollars yeah. so you're sitting down there you have the words of the, and you're you now fall sick yeah. right like you fall on the floor and they try to resuscitate you and one doctor walks in yeah doctor walks through the doors and you say doctor please have all this money take the money and the doctor is a billionaire and doctor doesn't need your money so yeah. his mo- so money is not his priority yeah. yeah and his priority is something else and it's like yeah. you know what i have to go somewhere else and he's not gonna attend to you mm-hmm. that your money is it's useless less. so you had yeah. it you have it it's there but yeah. it's useless yeah so, it's, it's, so a lot of times it's about what the money can do yeah the value is actually in what the money can, can do. do and yeah. if you can do that same thing without having money man that is like the ultimate yeah right if you can literally make things happen without money imagine what you can do when there is money i mean i, yeah, I see this to young absolutely. people all the time i'm like so just amplify yes, i'm like if yeah. you can bootstrap like you have a show you have you you do your social media stuff you have built an app you are whatever it is like you have created 
so much stuff mm. from nothing, from pretty much nothing, Now, from based off of your relationships, mm. your skills that you've had to learn. You've had to learn 20 skills <laughs> <laughs> just to be like, yeah. you know, a media company by yourself. Yeah. You've had to do all those things. If you can do that, like I'm more likely when I have the kind of money that I, you know, plan to have, I'm more likely to invest Basically, in people like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I give you money, man, you're yeah. going ampli to amplify this yeah. thing yeah. to greater heights, yeah. you know, versus someone who only works with money. Like yeah. if they don't have a budget, they can't do anything. So yeah. the, the dreams that die because you don't have a budget. Like I talk to people sometimes, why haven't you done this thing? I don't have money. I'm waiting for money. Excuse me. You don't have money. But you know this person, this person, I see you, you and this person all the time. And this person has the skill set that you need to do this thing. Why are you not doing it? Yeah. So you see a musician, you know, a young musician that's like, mm, I don't have money to go to studio. And I'm kind of like, okay, but there are so many producer guys, right, that are in your circle. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that you've not been able to build a relationship no, with any of these guys. Strong or, okay, forget asking them to do it for free. Is there some barter arrangements? Okay, yeah. you, you're a graphic guy. Can you help them rebrand? Yes. <laughs> you know, find the exchange, the value, value exchange yeah. and do something so mm. that they can also, you know, do something for you uh, in return. So yeah, that is, um, so those are like amazing status quo challenges <laughs> that we've experienced myself yeah. and Tolu. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear some of the stuff that you guys have experienced as well. If you're yeah. listening to this, you know, please send us a message. You can either send a message um, on our social media handle. So yeah. mine or Tolu's, just drop it. We'll, we'll see it and then, you know, we'll respond to it. Yeah. Okay, so at adora.lumina. Tolu, do you want to tell them your handle? Tolu, totally that ball. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, let us know. We'd love to engage in that conversation with you. We look forward to catching you on the next episode of the Switch On Podcast. See yeah. you soon. Yeah, don't forget to share. Don't forget to share. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget to, to share. share. All right. All right.